This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for January 11th, 2015. The Gospel is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Well, all the festivals of the incarnation of God are done. We've gone through two Sundays of Christmas and Christmas Eve and the Epiphany, and now we come to uh, the Feast of the Baptism of our Lord, which is really the the beginning of um, the look at his ministry and what he actually did um, for us in his life. And we have a period of time here during the Epiphany season where we will look at different ways in which he was made manifest, and that goes on for about five or six more weeks, and then it's Lent all over again, and we start the journey to Jerusalem. Seems like time goes by so quickly anymore. We're also in year B in our liturgical calendar in terms of the lectionary. There's a three-year cycle, and uh, one thing I always disliked about year B is that it's when we read mostly from the Gospel of Mark. Um, And Mark's Gospel is, um, many people describe it as just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. He didn't give you a whole lot to work with. <laughs> it's like, this happened, then immediately that happened, then that happened, then that happened. Um, and he leaves out an awful lot of the details that we see in Matthew and Luke, and which may be why they wrote their Gospels. Maybe they thought that was a little bit abbreviated. Um, and so they end up putting some more of the details in. So in today's Gospel lesson, we have the story of the baptism of Jesus. And in, in the story, there are a lot of things that are in the other Gospels that we don't see um, in Mark. So that when John is baptizing in the River Jordan, but there are some interesting things about John and that. I mean, for instance, did you all realize that John had a sweet tooth? He liked honey. (laughs) So I have something in common with him. I'm glad it wasn't a locust, but, um, but apparently he had a sweet tooth. But John's uh, preaching a baptism of repentance. Now, baptism isn't a new concept to the Jews. They understand what that is. And, and what it really was about was that whenever you did anything that made you ritually unclean, you had to be cleansed um, so that you would be kosher again. And so if you touched uh, blood or if you touched a dead body... Um, or all of these things that are in Leviticus that they weren't supposed to do, then you had to go through rituals. And part of it was the washing away of the sin. And that's what baptism was really about uh, for the Jews. Then the other people who were Gentiles, if they wanted to convert and become Jews, would have to be baptized to to basically reject their pagan uh, ways and, and accept the God of Israel. And so baptism was really about this repentance. Um, Now, we tend to think of repentance as being remorseful or sorry or something, but that's not what that means. The word is metanoia, which literally means to see from a new perspective, to think differently about something. And so it's to stop thinking about the worldly things that we normally think about and start thinking about things the way God uh, thinks of them, to return to the right relationship that he had intended for us. And so John is out... Uh, preaching in the Jordan River Valley um, near Bethany, which is not the Bethany that um, Martha and Mary lived in in Lazarus, but one that's on the other side of the Jordan River. And, and he's telling them all to repent for the one is coming who will uh, judge the world, the Messiah. And so it says people came out from everywhere, from Jerusalem, the surrounding countryside, and all came out and were baptized for the repentance of their sins, to turn away from their sins, to begin to live a righteous life. And it's this 
scenario that Jesus comes walking into. Now, in the other Gospels, we hear the story about how John says, I, you know, it's not I who, you, I who should be baptizing you, it's you who should be baptizing me. None of that's in Mark. None of it's mentioned. He just comes there and John baptizes him. It doesn't mention it one way or the other. But if we look at the other Gospels, we can see that there's something going on. And we certainly, knowing Jesus, know that there's something going on. Because if you're being baptized to repent or to turn away from your sinfulness, what, what is Jesus turning away from? I mean, he didn't have any sin. And so that's why in the other Gospels, John says, you know, well, I shouldn't be baptizing you. As a matter of fact, you should be baptizing me. But Jesus in those Gospels insists, well, let it be so that all righteousness might be fulfilled. Now, what does he mean by that? All righteousness might be fulfilled. Now, does he need to have his righteousness fulfilled? No. So whose righteousness must he be talking about? Ours, the world's. And so in this act of baptism, it's going to enable a change in what this is. It's not going to be just about repenting anymore. It's going to enable us to become righteous, to move back into this right relationship with God. And it says that when John baptized Jesus, and the word baptized comes from the Greek word baptizo, you can tell everybody you learned a fancy Greek word today, baptizo, which actually means dipped. So we could say when John dipped Jesus in the River Jordan, um, then he came up out of the water, and then Mark uses a different term for it. You know, usually we hear that the, teve, the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. But the word Mark uses is schizo, from which we get the word schizophrenic. Um, what it means is it's ripped apart. The heavens are ripped apart, and it says the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove in our translation. Now, how does the Holy Spirit descend? Does he come flapping down? <laughs> Probably not. Um, doves, if you've ever watched them dive, they dive bomb. They go head first, straight down, and they'll swoop back up all of a sudden. And so what it means is that the dove, the Holy Spirit plummets uh, down to Jesus. And the word that is translated in our, in our translation is, and descended upon Jesus is actually in the Greek, is descended into Jesus. And so the Holy Spirit came into him. Um, and that's what makes things different. Now, the other thing that happens there is that in the other Gospels, you have different people hearing. You know, in uh, one of the Gospels, you have it seems that John and Jesus seem to understand that God's speaking. In um, one of the Gospels, everybody, the whole crowd hears God speaking. Um, but in this Gospel... God speaking directly to Jesus. 